0: Welcome back to Tevating Patiently, the appreciation podcast that highlights, dives deeper, and celebrates the work and accomplishments of our Tony-winning national treasure, Aaron Tevate. I'm your host, Elizabeth, and this week's episode will feature two stories from Aaron fans, stories of how they became fans of Aaron, what drew them in, etc. And I've been lucky enough to speak with several Aaron fans over the past few days, and will be featuring their stories as well over the next few weeks. But today we will hear stories from Carrie and Sarah. I've gotten to know both of them personally over the past few months and we've become good friends. I started talking to Carrie first on Instagram and then we met for the first time at Aaron's Kane concert and hit it off right away. We were also together again in Bird and Branch on January 17th when Aaron got in line behind us for coffee. We got to take a photo with him and wish him luck on his first night back. Sarah, on the other hand, I met in person first, which is pretty amazing. She and her fiancé were behind my husband and I in line at Rizzoli Bookstore in December when Aaron was there with Baz Luhrmann and Danny Burstein signing Moulin Rouge books. Sarah and I started singing along to the Moulin Rouge soundtrack that was playing through the speakers and her fiancé and my husband bonded over talking about Aaron in Graceland. A friendship that was meant to be right from the start. I'm excited to share their stories today, and I hope that you enjoy hearing them as much as I have. And first up is Carrie. Okay, Carrie. So think back and try to remember the first time you saw or heard Aaron Tevate. Do you remember what that was like?
1: Uh, I was in college, so I think it was like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, somewhere in there, and um. <laughs> was when like it was before uh instagram so like youtube was a thing and i think because of the searches certain things came up but um one of the first i think the first time i saw him was he was singing a song somebody recorded it um and it was um a song from a musical that like never went on to broadway it was called edges um And it was a song called Along the Way. And I just remember watching it, A, thinking that it was really cute, which is bad. But that's just where my mind went. But also, it was almost like the first time I saw somebody singing and conveying so many emotions at the same time. And sort of like acting through singing, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, so that was the first time I saw him. And from there, I was sort of hooked.
0: You are sort of hooked. So what was the first... So you saw him in YouTube. Did what was your mm-hmm. first, like first show you saw him in first, like whether it's Broadway or was it Les Mis or was it yep. Graceland? What was
1: the first? So exactly. Sorry, just interrupted you. Yep. So it was um, YouTube first, and then from there it went into Les Mis, Um and I was obsessed with that. And I just thought that for being on screen for such a short amount of time in such a long movie he was just very captivating. um, And like I said, really sort of conveyed those emotions. Um, So then I saw that and then I watched the first um, season of Graceland and like loved it, but it was also before like I ever had DDR or anything like that. So sort of, I fell off that bandwagon after the first season just because it was on late at night and I was working and whatever else. Um, And then, um, and somewhere in that time, I also saw next normal on YouTube um, which was it still is an amazing show and i still listen to the soundtrack sometimes um so that was all sort of woven in together in the same timeline and then from there um crazy enough life just sort of happened and i sort of stopped following his career um and then so like, hold
0: on for yep. graceland so you watched graceland weekly like one season yep. one came out <laughs>
1: just crazy yes, yeah
0: that's wild because like i so many that i talk to now or just personally i just did the whole binge on hulu exactly so that's so funny to hear like that you waited weekly for <laughs> for mikey exactly <laughs> okay so go ahead
1: um and then so like i said after season one of graceland and after next to normal sort of life got in the way and sort of uh, Things just happened, and I sort of stopped following his career. And then, about uh, G- February two thousand twenty-two, my husband went on a skiing trip, and it was I put my toddler to bed, um, and I actually had like time to myself. And for some reason, I was like, "Hey, I used to like this actor, Aaron Tveit," and I don't know what like made me think of it, but all of a sudden, I was like, "Huh." I wonder what he's up to in his career. And so I looked him up and, um, found all these things on Moulin Rouge and I convinced my friend to do a trip with me on our spring break because we're both teachers. And then from there definitely fell down the Aaron debate rabbit, rabbit hole and sort of like started, I downloaded just crazy to think about. I downloaded Instagram and TikTok just to find content on him because not everything's on YouTube anymore. Um, and then from there I've sort of really liked them ever since. So
0: So you saw Graceland Weekly and then there was nothing until Moulin Rouge. So you missed mm-hmm. the whole you missed Braindead being on, you missed mm-hmm. watching Grease Live.
1: Yep. Oops. Wow. Yeah. I had a, so a
0: cultivate Leave of Absence for a while.
1: <laughs> so um I think like so you and I have talked personally. Um For me, like, when I'm stressed out or I deal with anxiety, um, I sort of tend to go back to things that I find of comfort, Mm -hmm. um, whether that's reading, like, an old book or whatever. So I think partially I was, like, drawn back to Debate* because of that. But then because I had missed all this stuff, um, it was sort of cool because I was going through a lot personally. Like, my husband was sick. um, Mm -hmm. And so as sort of an escape, I just was able to catch up on all the stuff I missed. So like, when I had COVID in May 2022, I watched the entire season of brain dead, like just binged it because I had nothing else to do. Um, So it's sort of cool that I was able to go back and find certain things. So
0: what is it about like him or his acting or his characters that is a comfort to you?
1: i don't know maybe it's just the fact that he's so versatile so depending on sort of what mood i'm in i can sort of choose what to watch um yeah and i just like the fact that he's talked about this before but just that he's not like in one sort of category meaning like he's not just a broadway actor like he's done different mediums so the fact that i can go back and like watch all that stuff because in all honesty yes he's a great actor but by far he's one of my favorite singing voices like i could listen to him read, like just read or sing a phone book i'd be like okay whatever like i just love his voice so hey,
0: yeah yep and we'd pay top dollar to hear him read that phone book Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> totally get that so of his tv like of his tv shows you were different in this What is it about? You're more team Gareth than you were team Mikey. What is it about? Oh my god, yeah, I don't know. So what is it about him?
1: I just, I think it's because partially, I think it's because these shows and that show part of his funnier side, like his silly side, that he talks about. Like, I just found the show very funny, and for me, like I said, I sort of use it to escape certain things. So, like Mm -hmm. the fact that Graceland was so serious, like I will say, there's certain scenes and certain parts that I love, but the fact that it was so serious I was in a way stressed out watching it so Makes maybe sense. that's why mm-hmm. I like Gareth a little bit more yeah and I sort of go back and forth because I've always loved Gareth and I think I always will I think that's my favorite character he's ever played but I also really like Grease Live especially because I like music and I like a lot of the different actors in it so depends on my mood, but those are the two that I go to back to a lot.
0: Grease Live and brain Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay so there's your comfort mine is even though it's dark it's live and the movie is undrafted.
1: <laughs> but undrafted, even though it's like, it's sad that he didn't get drafted. It's also very silly.
0: It is. That's why it's like funny. Like it, um, one of it's like quotable. It's like, yes, we can send quotes back and forth or it's yeah, it's just definitely funny. He's more he's serious and stone faced mm-hmm. and throughout the whole thing. But it's all those other actors. And then to see um, like got like. The actors from Gossip Girl and Johnny yeah. from Graceland and everybody coming like One of the guys from Grease, movie, Live, isn't yes, Grease Live is in it, too. Yes, yeah, Grease Live. Yes, so that was really cool, just that casting. But that movie of his that he's done is like a easy turn-it-on, don't-think okay. kind of movie. And like,
1: it's sort or... of short, too, which is nice.
0: Yeah, it's not too long. Okay, so... Jumping then, you went from Graceland, you filled in, and then you jumped to Moulin Rouge. What was your first Moulin Rouge experience? Do you remember when you first saw it, your initial so,
1: reaction? So I, this is not legal. I found a slime tutorial online and saw it online. But then I was like, I have to see this in person. Um, so then my friend Shannon and I decided to um, go to New York for like a show that we had on spring break. And we went to like Wednesday matinee and um, we were in the back. And I did really like it. And um, I like it the more times I go back just because I feel like every time I see it, and I've seen it five times now, um, I pick up something that I didn't, like, realize the first time. And I think no matter what, that set is just freaking amazing. Like, my mind is blown every time I see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But so you're gonna laugh because this is totally me and dorky but like one of my favorite parts of seeing moulin rouge first because i was like second in the last row in the balcony was after they did the bows and everybody can can the confetti just went off and i just assumed that i was only gonna be in like the uh orchestra and not in the mezzan, uh not in the mezzanine and I was so freaking excited that I got confetti. Like, I saved it in my little Moulin Rouge cup and brought it home. I was like, oh great. Um, so Roxanne was obviously, like, great. So I went and saw it. And then shortly after we saw it, or maybe before that, I don't remember when they announced they were leaving. But once I got back into Aaron to quickly after I got back into him, um, they announced that him, Ricky, Natalie, and Tam were all leaving on the same day. And I was like, again, to Shannon, because at the time I didn't really have any fellow Aaron Devate fans. I was like, I really want to go back to the show. Like, any interest in going with me? And she was like, sure. And originally we bought, like, nosebleeds. And I was like, whatever. And then at the last minute decided to buy, like, six rope tickets, which was the best decision ever. I just, to see everybody's emotions. And it was like, like I said, I've seen the show five times. But that is probably my number one show that I've seen, like, of the Mulan Rouge shows like if I had to rank my Mulan Rouge shows I think that, that would be number one
0: that's six star one do you remember when that was or what when you went to see it
1: so I went so the first time was April 20th 2022 the second time was May 8th 2022 which is my favorite show then I went back January 17th which is a very close second mm-hmm. and I went back February 25th of this year and then I just went uh, last weekend First show again
0: you were sixth row i guess for i've the seen may the pictures one. for may 8th wow
1: mm-hmm. oh my god it was amazing yeah oh man just because he was so emotional like not just him but everybody was so emotional the yes. whole time and it was just like just to be able to see that it was just awesome mm-hmm.
0: and what did you think because i feel like the emotions were so high on may 8th and the emotions were high this past one for like the ninth but high in like a different way like, different way like, I feel like Aaron really kept his word on what he had said to Jamie, that he was going to be the cheerleader for everybody. And mm-hmm. I feel like he really showed that. How did you feel sitting in Can Can for that last show for, for Ashley and Caleb and Jess, and then even Aaron. So how was that?
1: So it was awesome. So I will say I, when I went February 25th, I was row C. So like right, right after the catwalk. And I thought that that would be my favorite seat just because I could see the catwalk and didn't have to turn around. Um, but I actually felt like I was at a movie theater in the first row where I was just like looking up the whole time. Um, so I was a little nervous actually going into Can Can because I was like, I wonder if I'm going to feel the same way this time. Um, but it was actually really cool because during the first number, um, when the Can Can dancers come out, like I didn't a, know where to look. So I was like, who should I look at? But also uh, because they're switching their skirts and you're so close to them i could feel it and i felt like a fan which was really cool yes Um, so i really liked can can i would definitely sit can can again just because it was a really cool experience um and like when he lifted up the sign like he was literally right there there was like plenty of times during the show that i could reach out and touch somebody i would not do that because Mm -hmm. i would get kicked out and i want to respect their personal boundaries but it was really cool um also just a little tidbit as Somebody that works at the theater always sits in can-can. So, like, we were not allowed. I didn't know that. So, like, I just literally had my phone sitting. Oh, hey, the rep. rep. I was literally sitting there with my phone out because I have a toddler and I just didn't know what was going on. And she at one point was like, you need to put that away. And I was like, oh, I'm not even touching it. But okay, I'll put it away. So, um, it was just interesting. Yeah, I know there's always somebody
0: sitting right in can can they someone in the, one of the ushers in can can gave me a stink eye back in oh. february when i filmed the bowels like everybody and their mom oh. around me had yeah. this st- had it up but i didn't notice it at first but friends called me out on it they're like you're getting the stink eye from the usher oh, no. he just he just lo- looks back at me and shakes his head i'm like
1: Mm-mm. i always thought you could do it during like the curtain call though
0: i don't know i don't know because they i know they had People had said that ushers in Can, Can told them, like, you can't video the bows or the speeches. Huh. However, there I don't think, like, the amount of people that had their phones out filming bows and speeches on the 9th compared to who didn't, like, yeah, yeah. there's no way they could have stopped, stopped that. But
1: Yeah, they didn't say anything to me because I did get, like, all the bows and the speeches. So. Right,
0: yeah, they didn't say anything. So to just wrap, I'm going to ask you four like rapid fire questions. Try to answer as quick as you can, but let's see what you come up with. So what role from Aaron's past would you have loved to see him in live? Company. Ooh, yes. That's a good one. If you personally could be in any one of Aaron's Broadway shows, TV shows, or a movie with him, which would you pick and why?
1: Okay, I think I'm going to do Grease Live just because Satine dies um, okay. in Moulin Rouge. So I wouldn't want to do that one. Um, but also, Grease Live, it seemed like the cast got along really well. And I just feel like it'd be really fun to hang out with them.
0: Fun to hang out with them, yes. And if you could ask Aaron one question, what would it be about his
1: career? Who? I don't know. Okay, I will say this. I don't know what question I would ask him, but okay. So another little tidbit. I was lucky enough to meet him in January, um which was awesome. And I replay that instance in my mind, and I joke because I say that I have a Hall of Fame at work, and I have the pitcher up at work. um But I had like word vomit, and I was just like, "Hi, I'm Carrie. I'm a really big fan. Can I get a picture?" And in true Aaron fashion, I feel like his response was. Oh, hi thank you sure let me just get my coffee first he needed his coffee I was like okay Um, and actually he was very very kind because I went and I sat and had my back turned to him and he literally could have been like bye I had left without the picture but he came up to me and like took the picture which I thought was very nice Um, but I in retrospect because I do think about that I wish I just could have thanked him and I'm sure he gets that a lot and it probably sounds a little weird but like I don't know I just like I said, he's sort of become a comfort person, which is crazy to think about. But when I have been stressed, I just sort of go back to the roles that I really like him playing and tend to watch those. So if I could just say, like, thank you, and I appreciate it, and you have an amazing voice, I wish I could sort of go back and do that, because I'm all about spreading kindness. So
0: Yeah, there's always the like thinking back what could mm-hmm. you have said. But I mean seeing him that night of all nights we were all flustered <laughs> so.
1: exactly also can i just say he hasn't done this yet but if he ever did a disney movie i'd want to do a disney movie with him okay um yeah. what would you ask him if you could ask him any question have you thought about that oh
0: i have but my like, some of them are silly ones
1: oh that's fine i think like you would enjoy would the silly, silly. Ones.
0: i would want to know because he has said in in Graceland, at the end of season one into Ooh. season two, he cut his hair too short and he says he's wearing a wig. No in way! Part of, in part of the final episode. And I want to know which part he's wearing so, the wig. Because you know how he has a buzz cut for the end? He does. Of, so, but he goes back, say, to refilm parts and he says he's wearing a full wig because his hair was too short. So I want to know what part. Of uh, by <laughs>
1: Graceland. That's a good question. Like, I bet he doesn't get that super often.
0: Yeah, so that's that's one.
1: Going off of the Graceland thing, I guess I would ask him how if they could have gone back for another season, or if they did like a movie or something. Mm-hmm. How he would have wanted his Mikey to end, like how he'd want to end Mike's character. Because mm-hmm. I really liked Graceland, and I will say, if I had to rank the seasons, it would go one, three and then two because two was just like way too serious for me mm-hmm. um but i always hated how season three just sort of ended like i wish that there was some more closure to the characters so yeah i hope he sings uh being alive because it was unbelievable mm-hmm. at
0: Kane. so he sang that at Kane. so that that one definitely and he the way he sang he like i guess opted up the yep. alive I remember hitting amazing. Dan and I, like, I remember looking at Dan like oh my god and he doesn't know he doesn't know that song so it's like...
1: um and I'm assuming you've seen this concert from uh Barrington stage mm-hmm. so he sang in that one marry me a little which I also really like mm-hmm. but my favorite version of marry me a little that he sings is the one that he sang during COVID like via zoom and it was right, apparently yeah. right after he had COVID but I just felt like the emotion in that one particularly, was just amazing.
0: And after you, you say that one, and then he said in Barrington stage about that performance, that's the first time he sang since having COVID. So that's the first time he realized he could still do it. Like he says he didn't know before no. that. So I feel like that may have sparked some of that emotion too, of him being like, I got it. I still have it. He sounded
1: so good during that oh, performance. I was like, yes, "Oh my god!"
0: All right, Sarah. So before we start, can you just tell us a little bit about you and what got you into Broadway musicals? Anything you want to share?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, it actually my my story with Broadway kind of comes full circle back to Moulin Rouge. So, um, I used to really be really big into hiking, and then last year I had a hip and back injury, so I had to kind of table that to the side. Um. And my fiance and I were like, okay, what are we going to do to kind of replace that hiking aspect? And one day we were like, screw it. Let's just go to New York. And we actually went to um, see Moulin Rouge. It was back in, in August of 2022. And um, we saw Derek and um, Oyo-yo. That was our first show. And then Ashley was out and we were like, oh, oh no, we missed her. And then we hopped on a train and went back immediately the next weekend. And then we were up. So um, we'd seen a sh- couple shows before that, but you know, after that, we we got the Broadway bug, and I think we've seen almost thirty Broadway shows since uh, since November of twenty twenty one. So it's it's been quite a journey.
0: We'll Mulan mm-hmm. ten times now, so ten that's incredible. And Mulan Rouge it has like it's like you've been rouged. Like you see it once, and you just can't not <laughs> absolutely see it again. It, it's the most. You know the the book might not
2: necessarily be the most incredible thing in the world. You know, it's a basic love story, but just the spectacle of it all—the singing, the casting, and just the magic of feeling. You and I have talked about this of just walking in and having it feel like home. That's what brings you back every time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Just even seeing it like rounding the corner to 45th, and it's there. Exactly. Yeah, just feel it. But okay, so relating directly to Aaron, think back. And try to remember the first time that you you saw him heard him do you remember what that was like
2: yeah so um I actually was first introduced to Aaron watching gossip Girl so what that was back in like 2009 good old trip Vanderbilt um, <laughs> cousin to Chase Crawford I was kind of a torn of oh my gosh who's the more beautiful person to look at um, and of course they made trip kind of like a little twerp and a <laughs> very unlike Aaron in person, but I was like, oh my gosh, this, this human. Um, And then, you know, after Gossip Girl, I was big into just streaming things on Netflix and came across Graceland a couple of years later. And that's kind of when my love for Aaron really solidified good old Mikey Warren. Um, And then, you know, you just end up going down the rabbit hole once you fall in love with a certain actor or a character and figure out everything that they're in. So I then realized he was in Wicked. He played Fierro. Um, I didn't even realize that was him playing in Rolhassen in, in Les Mis. So um, I kind of kept track of his career going forward mm-hmm. after Missed him in Moulin Rouge the first time, um, but very glad I got to see him at least five times this past run.
0: Yes, so I was happened to be at the same show with you when you saw him for the first time in Moulin Rouge, and you were mm-hmm. can can. So tell me about that experience seeing him after having seen the show without him, and then you saw him in with in there. Um. So, as a big
2: fan of Derek Klenck, who I'd seen a couple mm-hmm. times. Obviously, I know his and Aaron's vocal registers are different. So I, I knew what I was getting into. I'd heard Aaron sing before multiple times through, through YouTube videos. Um, but, you know, I give my fiance a lot of credit So, in Can Can because as soon as Aaron came out, you know, on raised sign, I, I grabbed his hand and just started like shaking it. And like, God, it's him. He's here. And think I had this dopey grin on my face that I probably couldn't wipe off for the remainder of the show. Normally I cry when I watch it and I I couldn't cause I was just so transfixed by this man who was, you know, I, I longed to see live for so long and finally having that, crew was really great. And then I to see him many more times after that. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And I like, when I did the intro for this podcast, I talked about how we met in line at Rizzoli What what got you guys to go to that to get tickets to meet him for that event? Like what made you be like, yes.
2: So that actually lined up to be, it it was a matter of timing. So Brent, my fiance and I had already had plans to be in New York that weekend. Um, We were going to see two New York Rangers games and see two Broadway shows um, and then stay overnight. And when I saw that pop up on Instagram that that was happening, I bought tickets without Brent's permission. I was like, we're doing it. Thinking we're doing it. Um, he, He'll be okay with this. And uh, yeah, it was literally just a matter of, of fate and, and timing and lo and behold, we, we met you guys there. So it, uh, I'm speechless when it comes to that.
0: I know. I, it still doesn't feel real. Like I have the picture like framed on my desk <laughs> just from um, that whole thing.
2: Too. Lucky the you
0: smile. I know. Yeah. yeah. It's so cool. And I'm, you said like you bought them without telling Brent, Dan got them without telling me because I sent it to him. And I, I'm always that person that holds back. I'm like, eh, I'm like, like i do not know, maybe. And he knew that we had to do, this, so he got them. And then cause and I went back to him in the afternoon. I'm like, it's sold out. He's like, we're good.
2: <laughs> Perfect.
0: It's so it worked out too, is I had just gotten
2: Brent to watch Graceland. Okay. So he was familiar with Aaron and he's like, oh my God, I get to meet Mikey Warren. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dan so, too. Yep. You know, obviously he was going through the line and not even talking to Aaron about Moulin Rouge, you know, the book he's signing and the, the, you know, Tony award winning role. He's going to reprise and or reprise. And he's like, oh, you know, I really loved you in
0: Graceland. <laughs> <laughs> that was Dan too. It's so funny what the men like <laughs> go to. If that just kind of shows that Aaron himself is able to relate to
2: everyone, not mm-hmm. just, the women. I know he has his, his fangirlies up the wazoo, but, um, you know, men love him too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then how are you feeling after his last show? Cause it seems I've talked about this before. It seems like the blow has kind of been lessened because it just doesn't seem final. Like May 8th felt like so final, like we, there was just no way. And this time it just really does seem like till next time. Agreed. So how yep. did you feel like watching the show kind of with that thought this time?
2: I actually imagined it being like, okay, yeah, he's done, but he's not done, done. Just mm-hmm. um, a matter of when I actually feel more um, final for the two of them together. Cause while I do think the two of them will come back, the odds of it being together are slim. probably yeah, pretty slim.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, but I mean, The number of Easter eggs that have been dropped about him coming back specifically, it's especially with Eric's closing speech of what? Oh, it's it's never the end to be or something along the lines of that Mm -hmm. where it's it's like, okay, let's leave everyone thinking, is it going to be this year? Is it going to be next year? And I think eventually he'll close the show, too. I I don't think they'll have anyone else go out without
0: him. You've said that, that you think he'd be back to play the final show. That's crazy. Hopefully that's. Years and years. <laughs> These two
2: back for a time. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever.
0: Yeah, just keep on coming. Keep doing it. Is there anything else to your Aaron story specifically? Um
2: I go back and forth with this specific as it goes to Moulin Rouge. I don't know if so I had planned to see him the first time or, or when it initially opened on Broadway um, when it was him and Karen Olivo or or KO as she goes by now. Um, I'd went to, or I'd wanted to go see that production, my best friend and I, and we never ended up going. And then I missed it when it came back after the pandemic. So I'd never seen Aaron in his, you know, pre 5.0 phase. Mm
1: -hmm. And,
2: you know, I I questioned, what do I miss? And I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of happy with my Moulin Rouge story as it panned out and how it closed, because I can't, imagine Aaron singing with anyone else but Ashley at this point yeah. so and I think a lot of people also feel that way but you know I, I'm obviously open to other interpretations of who he's saying with so I'm, I'm kind of just happy with
0: how it all panned out mm-hmm. so you've seen you saw him with just Ashley only you never saw him with Oyoyo or nope I saw Derek with Oyoyo that was actually my first
2: show um mm-hmm. and then right Eric with Ashley there on out and then Aaron and Ashley
0: oh wow okay. yeah yeah, because I was lucky this run, I saw Ashley, Ayoyo, and Tasia.
2: Yeah, you got all three. Pretty yeah. cool.
0: They, that was incredible to just hear those three takes. Yeah. Last time I saw Natalie one time, and then Ashley the second time. Mm-hmm. But, oh, wow, that's cool that every single show you saw yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. So, and it, it was even cool just to see what both Aaron and Ashley did differently in each of the performances. And that's mm-hmm. the great thing about live theater, too, is no yeah, the actors may be doing the same thing per se, but each go of it is, is always different, especially the, the one where they broke of medley. That was pretty fabulous. To oh, see that, her.
0: That's what I was just going to say. You have to tell us, tell yeah. us more about that being in the audience for that progressive break.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. So, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember it because I just, it was, everyone was just giggling and it was. Do you remember most- if he tripped? Like, that's what I'm hearing happened is he tripped oh. Is that what happened? So as I heard people seeing, or as I heard people saying that online, I do remember that. So he was sitting on his chair when he's like, Oh, that I love you always forever, you know, part. and then he got up and his foot got caught on that chair or that, you know, lounge yes, chair. Yes,
0: yes.
2: Uh, and that's when she, <laughs> and <laughs> it just exploded from there. So um, it was nice to have the little reminders from other people of how it actually happened. And gosh seeing that my heart was just exploding with pure joy and I have it on audio too and it's just
0: yeah. it's a nice
2: thing to remember by but God that was that was something else and then he also did the the additional note in Roxanne that night too yes, the,
0: the red, red note mm-hmm.
2: so that was definitely a show to remember
0: oh yeah that's incredible just like when you sent me the elephant love medley audio i'm like just laying on the couch laughing with them when it started like how they couldn't even like i imagine them doing the finger hearts and just (laughs) or if they did it to be honest because the
2: entire thing and he's so good about you know not breaking right Um, and to see him actually do it it's like oh my gosh this man's human he's like the rest of us it's okay we're all gonna be fine (laughs) um it was it was something really great to remember the two of them by.
0: Mm -hmm. And you had said Ashley like from laughing forgot to do the whole take off the robe thing and everything. Yeah so she was kind of
2: scrambling she had already started seeing the lines as to when she already had to Mm -hmm. take it and then you could kind of see the oh crap moment go on on her face as she's laughing and she's like scrambling trying to do it just throws it and I'm like oh yeah she forgot. (laughs) That's
0: so good. Sure it caught like even her off guard to have Aaron break like that with her. Exactly. Kind of, hold on, you're supposed to be the glue to hold us together. I,
2: I mean, even I remember even when you showed me the you went to the interview of the mm-hmm. Broadway and she about you know oh we have so much fun up there and he's like no no we don't you know <laughs> so yeah. perfect over there is uh he's human too it was
0: it was really precious. I know that's really cool that they had that together. But okay, so I'm going to ask you four questions. Okay, <laughs> so Aaron, he takes his iced Americanos just black. Do you drink coffee, and how do you take it?
2: I love coffee. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I probably drink too much coffee. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I'm a, to drink an Americano, I don't take it black. Um, I'm too much of a wuss to take it black. So <laughs> I'll take it with um, usually like a skim milk or an almond milk, and then two Splenda.
0: Okay, so you add the sugar too. I do. If you could be in any one of Aaron's Broadway shows, TV shows, or movies with him, which would you pick and why?
2: I would say no to Broadway shows because I can't sing or act. No one wants to see that um, as much as I wish I could. So I would say... I'm going to go back to Graceland just because living in that house, just with all those characters looked like so much fun. It was a party all the time, but then they could also be serious and do their jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And bad guys, everyone wants to do that.
0: Oh, yeah. It looks fun on TV. I could never
2: ever. <laughs> but Aaron makes it look good doing
0: it too. Oh, for sure. And if you could ask Aaron one question, what would it be?
1: Oh, I hate
0: questions like these. <laughs> Silly serious,
2: yeah. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna go. I think more serious, just because I'm curious. Um, mm-hmm. and I read that the other day, just reading up on his bio. I didn't know that he actually auditioned or did a reading for Dimitri and Anastasia.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So that got me thinking, because I know that role. Lo and behold, went to Derek Klena eventually. Yeah. Um, what's the one role that he auditioned for or read for that he didn't get that he wishes he did,
0: Ooh. and
2: how did that change him going into his next reading and role?
0: Oh, Sarah. Good mm. one. <laughs> Good one. I'm curious to have that one answered for sure. And let's see, I know you're not going to Erie, but what's a song you hope that he would sing at that concert to hear later? Mm.
2: I'm really manifesting. Um an antihero by taylor swift yes that's mine <laughs> yeah. so to hear and sing
0: like it's me hi i'm the problem it's me because <laughs> he said that before on the drama podcast he's like i was i had it on the list but he's like it was in a recital hall it wasn't the right venue it, taylor swift is always
2: always the right venue always to appropriate
0: yes yeah, so hopefully because i feel like this is going to be similar like at a college probably in the same type of hall hopefully he
2: yeah, listen. that's fasting. So you'll have to tell me how that goes, and if he <laughs> sings it, audio for sure.
0: Oh my gosh, everyone's going to lose it if he sings some Taylor Swift. It's been a long time since he has,
2: and she's lo- dropped a lot of records between now and then. So yeah. there's material for him to pick one.
0: Oh yeah, and you know he's got them all downloaded on his little oh yeah, lifty Spotify playlist. So <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly, it's only it's only a matter of time.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and sharing your story and answering those questions like so well.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Happy, happy to support your podcast and, and you and, uh, you know, share my story. So anytime.
0: I hope you enjoyed hearing Carrie and Sarah's Aaron stories, and maybe you guys have something in common with their stories and how they came to be fans of Aaron It's been so much fun to not only just talk to them, but to talk to the other Aaron fans that I've already had the opportunity to speak with and hear their story and just connect more. And everyone has said that they look for and take advantage of any opportunity that they have to talk about Aaron debate. And there will be more fan stories coming up next week and hopefully in future weeks, future episodes as well. This has just been so much fun to connect with this community. But thank you so much for listening today and for your support of this little podcast. And if you're looking for some more fun and content, you can find me on Instagram at Tivating underscore patiently or over on TikTok at patiently And hope to have you back here for episode 42. I will love you until-